Now, what are you watching? What are you guys watching? What are you watching? What are you watching, guys? What's this show? Is it new? What is this show? What are you watching? What are you watching? What are you watching? Okay, that's it. That's enough screen time, people. Let's all take a 10-minute break. No more TV. Turn it off now. Hey, you're listening to Screen Time is Cancelled. I'm Aaron. I'm Andy. That was my radio opening. What do you think? I liked it. I just really want to say, you are listening to WMUB 91.9 FM Orno, Maine. You're welcome. (laughs) (laughs) And this week, we watched a Disney Plus um, show. show. (laughs) Jinx. It's my episode now. Uh, You can't uh, talk. Sorry. What do I say your name three times? I don't know. What? How, how do, no, because we jinxed, so then you can't talk. So how do we unjinx? I have no idea. I didn't know that was a thing. You didn't? You didn't I did... didn't know that I couldn't talk, and I didn't know that you had to unjinx things. Oh my, you didn't... How did you guys play jinx? What did you... Did you just say jinx for fun? Yes. There was no consequences? Nope. Or, that's, that's like just... Look, I think the only thing that we occasionally did, and it depended on who we were with, was pinch poke, you owe me a Coke. But like... You didn't have any other consequences to it? No. That's like saying like, oh, we, we, we play Punch Buggy where you just see a Volkswagen bug and say Punch Buggy. Like that, like there's nothing else. <laughs> yeah, we did that too. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, made it so lame. <laughs> Except we called it Padiddle. No, Padiddle's, had, padiddles when, the... when one of the, the headlights is out. Oh no, you're right. We did play Punch Buggy. I never got punched. I think, I think Marsha and I used to play with her brother Joe and just punch him. I don't think I punched him. I think she punched him. Were you at all involved in this game? <laughs> I don't think so. I think I may have said some things at some point, but that's about it. Okay. No, the whole thing with Jinx, at least the way that we played here in the mean streets of Connecticut, was um, if you and someone else said something at the same time, you would say I know how Jinx, Jinx works. Yep. I just didn't know do the you? other part. Because that's what I'm trying to explore here, because I don't think you do. <laughs> You've got me in another situation where I'm basically mansplaining a child's <laughs> game to you. I mean, whose fault is that? You. You keep baiting me. <laughs> and now that you and I have said the same thing and I've said Jinx first, you now can't talk until someone else says your name. I, I don't feel like I remember those rules, but I could be wrong. I have a terrible memory. Okay. Anybody who was in high school junior high etc with me that's listening can you tell me if this was a thing and i just forgot yeah maybe these are just like maybe these are just like you know connecticut intramural rules and maine has its own set of rules that it plays by that you know that's why we can't have maine versus connecticut jinx games sure i mean it's equally possible that i just do not remember doing this and i totally did i no idea okay well anyways you can't talk for the rest of the episode until someone says your name Aaron, you can talk again. Thank you. So anyway, <laughs> we watched Fancy Nancy on Disney Plus, um, which uh, I have some things to say about this show, but I guess I will kick it off by saying, sweet baby Jesus, I would have loved this show as a child. Really? Yes. It has sparkles. It oh. has girly things. It has... French things. French things. Um, she was always dressed in a pretty dress. It's theatrical. Like, oh yeah, this was right up my alley. This would not have been the show for me. <laughs> That's fair. Granted, there was a pirate ship. So that like... That's cool. That was pretty cool. I watched pirate related things. 
but in general, lacking in robots that transform into stuff, uh-huh, uh-huh. lacking in people that are mutated into some kind of monster. Or investigating mysteries. Yep. No one investigated a mystery. Maybe that happens in other episodes, but not in this one. No one talked to a ghost that could rearrange letters. Like, there's a lot of things that I was into that this show just didn't have. So, curious now that you say that, were you into those things when you were this show's demographics? So, say, like, five, six, seven. Because I, for example, was very into the dramatic... Uh, sparkly, fancy sort of thing until, I don't know, age like 10 or something. And then most of it was gone. Like I, I, I discovered Goosebumps and Arl Stein and uh, dumb horror movies and all kinds of things like that. And, and it was all the fancy was basically gone by, <laughs> by high school. <laughs> oh, those fancier days. Yep. I, you know, oh, theatrical was still there. Though. Oh, well, yeah. yeah. Not the... Just no more glitter or whatever. I didn't really have a fancy phase. Um, if I had one, it was probably more in like high school. I wasn't asking if you had a fancy phase. I just more wanted to know if you were always into robots and the things you were talking about. Because I feel like that's more of a older Andy thing than a five-year-old Andy thing. But from, maybe I'm wrong. From what I remember, I think I was just kind of into whatever I could get my hands on as far as like TV and toys and stuff. That's fair. I remember having Especially a lot of like robot late toys. 80s, early 90s. Yeah. Yeah. I, I had a lot of robot toys from like tag sales. Mm-hmm. I think we picked up. I remember a couple of times picking up a bunch of weird disconnected like boxes of toys and action figures. But I don't, I think it was into mostly Transformers and Legos as far as far back as I can remember. So this would not have appealed to me or any of those things, any of my internal needs for Transformers and Legos. Um, This is also our first in our series of Christmas episodes of things that we're going to be watching because it's now legally allowed to be doing Christmas stuff because it's after Thanksgiving (laughs) and no one can come at us for coming at it too early. Unless you're listening to this in like February, in which case, sorry. Yeah. I guess. Yeah. And then that's way too early. Sorry, not sorry. I mean, I know that you're really into the spirit of Christmas, but like February is a bit too soon. <laughs> yeah, it's not going to stop you. <laughs> Still snow outside sometimes. <laughs> so at the beginning of the show, they've got a very theatrical theme song. I don't remember much about it. It was not so horrible that I remember it. It was not so good that I remember it. I think it was kind of very generic broadway-esque theme song about fancy nancy so it wasn't at vampirina levels yeah it's it's not as terrible as 44 cats yeah 44 cats (laughs) is that the is that the low bar i think so i want to say 44 cats might have been the weirdest and dumbest okay um but yeah but it's not like vampirina or was that the best i mean vampirina is the only one i'm still singing that's true i don't know if that's a good or a bad thing (laughs) And and it's animated kind of like, would you say like Super Monsters style? It's like that slightly bubbly cartoonish digital animation. Yes, but it's got, everything's got more detail. Like yeah. Like their hair is awesome. Yeah, like it's 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 not Pixar level detail, but it is good. Yeah. Very M- good much better, Pixar. Much higher level than like um, Which than is Paw Patrol or Mighty Express or, right. or even Super Monsters, as you said. Right. Yeah, and that's I guess kind of funny now that I think about it because doesn't Disney own Pixar? So something they like that. Theoretically, have or Pixar like animators on or this? something? I don't really know. Maybe they're expensive. I don't know. So we have this theme song, and the animation's uh, pretty good. I mean, yeah. it's a Disney show, so honestly, I was expecting 
pretty decent quality across the board for this show. What's the general premise of Fancy Nancy? What, what would you, what would you, what's your like two sentence description of what this show is? Broadway for babies. <laughs> that's, that's great. Mm-hmm. That's much better than I was going to do. This is, this is Broadway for babies. It is a show about a little girl who loves to be fancy in any way, shape or form she can be. Mm-hmm. And goes about her life trying to make it fancier. Yeah, that's fair. And that, singing. Yeah, oh, yeah. Yeah. A lot of singing. Randomly. Only once, though, now that I think about it. So, yeah, so I take that back. Not a lot of singing. Just the yeah, one singing. What I started to say is, because um, I was kind of expecting this to set the tone for the show, which now that I think about it, it didn't. You, We open with Fancy Nancy and her dad being outside. Her dad's hanging Christmas lights, and she's in this adorable, like, um, elf will ferrell elf style jumper mm-hmm. uh with candy cane leggings and a cute little hat and she's got red bright annie red curly hair um and she says like i don't know, four words and then breaks into song <laughs> like immediately so i was expecting okay this is a musical show this is this is what we're about here but it's the only song mm-hmm. in the entire episode now that i'm saying this they just front load it just get that song it's out of the way it's very strange now we can talk about really fancy stuff cuz this the song was just like what makes christmas fancy yeah but that was another one though it like it wasn't so amazing that it's memorable it wasn't so bad that it's memorable but i can definitely see this show being built in a way so that they can bring this to a stage someday and charge people way too much oh, money. Like those uh like those like Paw Patrol live shows. Yes, absolutely. Or like the the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle rock concerts. Yep. I wonder if if because of streaming services and things like that, uh this is kind of like the music industry now where TV shows make more money off the live performances and merch than they do off the TV show itself. <laughs> I've got to imagine this is a difficult one to like make Monetize. merch for. Oh. Because there's not like a lot. You're not going to buy yeah. like Fancy Nancy's, you know, Desert Rover, Fancy Nancy's I mean, Jungled Creatures. It is and it isn't. All you have to do is make like princess sets, like dresses oh, and yeah, crowns that's a good point. and shoes. And... Oh, gross. Yeah. I would love that shit too. Yeah, not not gross like, you know, girl stuff. Just gross that like... <laughs> Ew, girl stuff. <laughs> Ew, shoes. It's disgusting. <laughs> can, can I point out that during that opening thing, that opening song, she's singing about what makes things fancy, and she enters her house and singing about wrapping paper over the floor. Did you notice that, like, there were 18 pieces of wrapping paper in the doorway of her house? No. Oh, yeah. Weird. Yeah. Was there just, anyone actually wrapping presents? No. They're just like all... <laughs> Like she like, opens the door and goes in. I'm like, oh, she's living in like a hovel. Like she's living That's in a hazard. Yeah, especially if you're dancing Someone's and twirling through there because she twirls everywhere. And she has a little sister who's like tiny and I don't know, probably toddling still. Oh, little kids are fine. They'll just bounce right back up. Oh, but right, but Nancy, she's got like I don't know. <laughs> I don't know where that sentence was going. I'm sorry, but she's got it and it's dangerous uh-huh, uh-huh. around wrapping paper. I also didn't appreciate that during her dialogue at the beginning and actually throughout the episode she kept schooling me in french and i didn't like it <laughs> did you not agree with the pronunciation you thought it no was a bad i just lesson? she knows more french than i do oh right and you and are I'm, from maine which is I'm basically french. france so uh, you know i actually don't like because we we tend to do this thing where we pick a kind of a random episode of a show we don't have any premise i'm not even sure if the first episode would give us that frankly is this taking place in canada or something like is she supposed to know french 
No, she's just really into fancy things and is a bit of a francophile. And that's it. That's why, really? like, in the theme song, she's, ta- you know, pedaling around on her bike and she's got, like, a baguette in the back. Worse, then. She's just, like, really into France. God damn it. Did All you right. did you have any um, any times in your life where you were just really into some other country or culture? Yes. Did you? Yes. Okay. I was wanted to make sure you were asking for a good reason and not that I'm the only weirdo that Because if you do, I'm to. going to shame you. <laughs> I no. didn't because I was well adjusted, but you. I, for a while in junior high and early high school, was very into um, Indian culture. Hmm. I now I think I told you I had never had Indian food until I moved to Connecticut. Like India was not a place that Maine talked about in history class <laughs> anywhere really. And so I know there was another source, but the, the big thing that I remember, <laughs> this is so bad that got me really into it was flipping MTV cribs. Mm-hmm. There was an episode on Beyonce or Destiny's Child, must have been Destiny's Child, their mansion. And Beyonce's room had a complete Indian theme. And she had this dresser that was shaped like a genie bottle sort of thing. What? And and she had like beautiful gold elephants all over the room. And it was like beautiful jewel tones, purples and blues and royal color. Oh, my God. It was gorgeous. Um, And yeah, I, uh, I really liked Indian culture for a while. Destiny's Child all live together in one mansion? Yeah, I think so. That's pretty cool. Yeah. That's like the dream when you're in high school. Like, what if me and my friends all became famous and we all got a big house together? You know what else it was? What's that? So my first CD that I ever got was Tragic Kingdom by No Doubt. Sure. Gwen Stefani was a big hero of mine. Of course. When I took the computers class in high school, it was just called computers. (laughs) This is is like the most dated anecdote. I love it so much. Um, we had a project where we were learning Photoshop and you had to Photoshop yourself into a photo. And so I picked the photo of no doubt all standing side, like side profile, Mm -hmm. looking at the camera sort of deal. And I just kind of Photoshopped myself in front of them. I still have this somewhere. I'm pretty sure. Oh my God. I have to see this. I really hope you find it someday. But the reason I'm mentioning that is because Gwen Stefani for a long time, especially when she was with no doubt wore bindis. Which is, oh. for those who don't know, the the dot that a lot of Indian women wear in the middle of their forehead. I, it has to do with um, whether you're married or not. Like, there's certain meanings for how you wear the bindi. But in the in that time, in the 90s, it was popular to have just, like, sparkly ones. And, like, you could buy them from Claire's. They were just a <laughs> thing that you could have. You could buy them from Claire's? Yes. It was absolutely, probably incredibly insensitive <laughs> to do. I'm not even qualified to speak on how insensitive it was, but it was everywhere. And I loved, to some degree still, sparkly things. Sure. And so, of course... Um, I did. I had the bit. I had the the center forehead. They also had ones that went all across your face. So there was a big one in the middle, and then there were do- uh, oh my glitter dots essentially all around the uh, top of your eyebrows. Oh my gosh, this um, is incredible! <laughs> I don't. I'm, know. I'm learning so much. <laughs> I'm learning so much, not just about you, but about two thousands culture. Yes, it was weird. This, You're right. I <laughs> must not have noticed this going on, or I just wasn't at my school. I don't know. I just I didn't I didn't see any Out of, of this. body experience. So you weren't around. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, I mean, I'm, you I'm, know what? To be fair, though, you're three years younger than me, and three years can make a lot of difference in 
fads and fashion and things like that, you know? Yeah. Like in three years, no doubt possibly broke up and then. No, no, not between Tragic Kingdom and the no, no, years. No, no, no. But I, I mean, like. <laughs> That's the part of the story that doesn't make sense <laughs> is the timeline for no doubt. Yeah, you're right. It, I may have missed it. I think at that point I might have just been playing with yo-yos. Yeah, Those fair. were really popular in in our school for like a hot week. So that was my explanation. Mm. I am somehow not at all embarrassed. I'm a little ashamed of how aloof Central Maine had basically everyone for other people's <laughs> cultures. Okay, I'm a lot ashamed of that and well, how it's probably still the case. Maine is, from last I heard, 95% white. Maybe that might have something to do with it. Yeah. 95% not a great percentage. Nope, sure isn't. That's almost like herd immunity for whiteness. Uh, why don't we talk about what you were interested in? <laughs> so, sometime around junior or senior of high school, there was a very important TV show that came out that influenced me greatly in the things I was interested in, the way I wanted to dress, the way I wanted to look and live. A little show called I Love the 80s. <laughs> wait, wait. What does this have to do with what culture you were interested in? It's just general 80s, 80s culture. Oh, well, I that's mean, pretty like, different from I, India. <laughs> <laughs> like, I went to a number of Goodwills to try and find as many Don Johnson Miami Vice looking outfits <laughs> as I possibly could. I wore blazers to school every day for most of my most of those years, trying to look like both Don Johnson from Miami Vice and Kirk Cameron in Growing Pains. Amazing. Like that, that was my goal. I mean, I had a huge crush on Kirk Cameron in Growing Pains, so. Yeah, I get it. You're fine. I get it. He's an attractive man. There's no way to talk about teenagers and. Yeah. Yeah. He was as, a cute kid. As a teenager, he was an attractive other teenager. Yes. Thank How's you. that? That is, that, <laughs> that is good phrasing of a very tricky situation that, <laughs> But no, that was I, I saw I saw I Love the Eighties and I just wanted to emulate anything and everything I saw in whatever episode I had most recently watched. That's fair. Just whatever I could find for music, food, anything, movies, clothes. That's and what I wanted. You didn't obsess over someone else's literal culture because you lived in an area that was diverse. Well, I mean <laughs> more diverse than Maine. You could reach more diversity driving ten minutes in Connecticut than you could driving an hour and a half in Maine. You win. <laughs> yeah, but it's And that's been true since before I was born. You still win. <laughs> Probably, but we're not talking about like <laughs> it's it's a sliding have, scale. But have you so um in central Maine there is not much, not much of anything really. Sure. Um and when I moved here I was fascinated and shocked to find out how many not only how many different cultures were represented, but how many different culturally based grocery stores there were, markets um and then obviously restaurants as well. There's not that in, in Maine. Like, oh, I I moved away. I moved to Connecticut. And after I left, there was an Italian grocery store that opened. <laughs> like, of all the... Like, <laughs> the Italian grocery store was all we could get. So uh, the fact that you have Russian and Asian and Indian and I... Like, I'm, I'm not going to be able to list them all, but right. you have a Portuguese one. Like, I mean, that's a big difference. Has it not always been that way is what I was trying to ask. Oh, yes. Uh, <laughs> Sorry. 
I don't really remember a lot of how that was then because I wasn't exploring it as much. Gotcha. Like sometimes my parents would take me to, especially to the Portuguese grocer, to buy Portuguese goods. And I know that there were restaurants, things like that around. I, it's more that like as diverse as some of the areas can be, the pocket that I was in of my high school and the people that were around and just the general attitude was not diverse. Sure. As much. You know, it was very, at times very token, and other times very like, oh, isn't that interesting? Yeah. And then moving on, and I, that, that's interesting. Let's move on to something else that we're more comfortable with. So. Well, thankfully, both of our locations seem to have changed for the better. Yeah. Yeah, I'd say so. Still have a ways to go in Maine, but <laughs> working on it, I guess. So back to the show we watched, huh? Yes, yeah, yeah. Uh, Fancy Nancy's a Francophile. We can both relate. You having done all sorts of things with Indian culture and me having slicked back my hair and scrunched <laughs> up the, the sleeves on a blazer, which are about equal. Same. Yep. So this show actually has quite a few oh, celebrity yeah. voices, which was kind of cool. We first, uh, at the beginning of the episode, realized that Allison Hannigan, who played uh, Willow and Buffy, and I'm trying to think of anything else she did. She was Lily on How I Met Your Thank Mother. You. That's she probably was a more appropriate thing. The band camp girl from the American Pie movie. That's right. I'm sure she's been in other things. Like, oh, she she hosted that show. Oh, yeah. Um, um, the... Penn and Teller's Fool Us. Yep. After Jonathan Ross stopped being the host. And we also had, kind of towards the middle of the episode, Christine Baranski, who is a pretty well-known um, older actress. I think she's shown up on this before on our podcast. We've talked oh. about Christine Baranski. So cool. go back to that episode, whichever one that was, and <laughs> listen to us tell you who she is then for a better explanation. <laughs> was there anybody else? You, you mentioned the person who was the dad from the next door? The Well, the dad of Fancy. Nancy. Yep. Fancy Nancy's dad is a better way to phrase that. He's played by Rob Riggle. Who oh. I don't know what you'd know him from, but he's the kind of guy, he's one of those guys where if you see his face, you either immediately recognize him or you don't, which I guess is oh, yeah. what facial recognition is as well. I know exactly well. who he is and I can't think of a single thing he's in either. He's a, he's a sitcom guy. Yeah, he does sitcoms. I think he's done a lot of like um, straight to DVD movies and that kind of thing. Yeah. Okay. He's great. Doesn't really get a lot to do in this episode, but. I always like him when I see him and stuff. The mailman that we see at one point coming in to help Christine Bransky sing carols is played by Chi McBride. Nice! Who you might remember from Boston Public or the dad from the amazing film Roll Bounce. <laughs> I knew you were going to call that it's, one out. <laughs> it's so good. Everyone should go see Roll Bounce. I do actually really love Roll Bounce. <laughs> it's an amazing film. Uh, some people that we didn't see that are but are regular characters, George Went and John Ratzenberger, both from Cheers, mm -hmm. they're in this. Um, George Went does a lot of voice acting, doesn't he? Yes, and John Ratzenberger does. I think he's been in every Pixar film. Is he? Oh, is he the pig? Uh, yep, he's the pig and also uh, Mack Truck. Yep, okay. And I don't know, a bunch of other people. I think he's in every one. Cool. Tatiana Ali oh. does a voice in here. She's from, uh, she played... Uh... Fresh Prince. Um, yep. Not the, the Fresh Prince. No. She played the... Uh, uh. Ashley? Ashley. Thank yes. you. I knew it was an A. <laughs> Cal Penn from House and Harold and Kumar. Oh, cool. Good White Castle. Uh, I guess he, and done with his time at the Obama administration, he's doing this now. Right. Wasn't that amazing? He he left. He, did they kill him off on House or did he decide not to be a, an intern he, anymore or whatever? He and then left. he went to work for Obama in real life. <laughs> yeah, he left House because he got offered... A chance to work in, like, public relations for health care stuff for the Obama administration. That's so cool. Yeah. 
so yeah. random and so cool. Yeah, I, I get that decision. I, I probably yeah. have done the same thing. Agreed. So yeah, this this show has a lot of really cool famous voices, which I guess again Disney, so mm. not super surprised. But yeah, they've so. got a bit of pull in the industry these days. <laughs> yeah. They're doing right for themselves. <laughs> So we're watching Fancy Nancy and her little sister Jojo and her mom go to the rec center. Mm -hmm. uh, Santa's coming that day and they're, you know, making ornaments and there's some Christmas activities going on and they're collecting cans for the food pantry. Jojo is the cutest. Yep. She's wearing this elephant hat that is amazing. It's like one of those crocheted ones. It's got big ears and a trunk that like hangs down in front of her face, which she almost can't see past, which is adorable. And Fancy Nancy is wandering around this rec center, um, you know, going to the crafts table. And uh, Santa's going to be coming a little bit later. And she goes up to the crafts table and sees her friend Daisy, who's making an ornament that's kind of gotten out of hand. And it's, you know, morphed and was supposed to be Santa and morphed into something else. Was that supposed to be Santa? Yeah. She said it started out as Santa's beard, but it got too big. So now it's just a snowflake. Oh, Santa's beard. Okay. That makes more sense. I was thinking like a full body Santa because it, no. it just looks like kind of a white donut. Yeah. I know the little kids, but that's not even close to Santa. <laughs> Nancy says that this ornament is quite distinct, which is fancy for special. And we talked about this earlier, where that's a very nice, that's an adult way of saying it, something is weird or... Yeah, it's kind of got that same energy as like calling, saying that someone's a very handsome woman. Right. Or, or oh, isn't that an interesting choice? Hmm. Like, it's, it's a nice way of expressing your disapproval. You've made the wrong choice, but I can't say that. <laughs> And she does that a lot. She describes things, well, not not, not the weird um, backhanded compliments, right? The uh, where she says a word and then says like that's distinct, which is fancy for special, right? She or, likes to point out the fancy version of words and and the French version of words a lot. Yes, she uses a lot of French terms, and at one point, like speaks a couple of sentences in very fluent French. Yes, it's very impressive for however she's supposed to be six, seven years old. Yeah, exactly. Well, I mean, not for a. a a six or seven year old French child. Right. That would not be impressive. Right, but she's not supposed to be French. Correct? No, she's not. Okay. She's not. I would have loved God. to have heard Alison Hannigan trying to do a French accent and do <laughs> I mean there's nothing against her. I just I just have this feeling like it would have been entertaining. Yes. So Santa finally arrives and everyone mm -hmm. gets super excited. <laughs> and Jojo is the real star here because she essentially does another Will Ferrell elf thing and screams, Santa! <laughs> super loud and is the first one in line it's amazing and then she hops up into his lap and tells him she wants nothing but a real pirate ship with a real treasure chest and a real did she say gangplank a real gangplank to make the bad guys walk off of she wants the and treasure chest the to be water. full of real treasure and gems <laughs> i i respect don't we her all, for that jojo don't we all jojo was definitely the best character in this <laughs> well while they're while Jojo's up there, there's a very weird conversation going on between Nancy and Daisy in line. Yeah, and this is kind of where you get the fir the first inklings of well, not inklings, where the first time the episode beats you over the head with what the general idea and theme is going to be, mm -hmm. which is appreciating what you have mm -hmm. and and poor people don't always look like poor people, which is now they say that. But here's my I don't know, first, second, fifth, I don't know, discussion question of the episode. I don't remember if I've done any of them yet. You haven't Did done you? any. I haven't done any. Okay. So <laughs> I just, you minutes. know what? I just forgot to do two of them. <laughs> it's okay. This is my third, but first of the episode. Did you notice that Daisy and her mother, 
who they describe as needing help. Mm-hmm. They don't describe any more of her circumstances than that, just that they need help, were drawn plainer than the other characters. Their eyes had less definition and were smaller. They had less color on their lips. Their hair was flat. I didn't pay that much attention to the other children, so I can't say that for sure. But Nancy is so fancy, right. for lack of a better term, that I'm, I am I can't tell if... I, I noticed something like that, too. I don't, I don't know if I noticed all those details, but it's hard for me to say for sure if it's the comparison to Nancy that makes her look so plain or if it's actually like if that was a purposeful animation it decision. must have been because i like i noticed it during their first conversation in the line to santa and i thought that's a very plain looking girl in a show that's filled with very vibrant characters both nancy and her friends the other kids in the line all had really distinct like bigger eyes with bigger pupils and bigger area around the pupils that's colorful i don't know what that's called iris I'm sure irises, bigger irises, um, like just everything was more interesting about them. And Daisy and her mom, all they both looked like if you needed to draw what these characters would look like if they didn't put on makeup in the morning. Sure. Like the before and after of what makeup can do for your face, for contouring and vi- like all that. And I would say that's a completely fair assessment of the situation. However, I can all but guarantee no children will notice that. Which is what makes it even more interesting to me. Like, why... Why why bother? Why bother drawing them why different? Why can't they also be fancy? Especially if part of it, the, the point is, people don't look poor. Right. Like, they, they uh, Santa at one point says that. Or people don't look like they need help. Right. Or that like, people don't look like they're in need, whatever his, yeah, his phrasing point. is. But, like, Daisy and her mom very clearly did. They were the only ones who didn't have that fancy Nancy shine about them. Right. Maybe just because fancy Nancy hadn't fixed them yet. Sure. And I got to say, for a person who is the same age as Fancy Nancy, Daisy is too good for this world because (laughs) Fancy Nancy says she wants a fuchsia bike with a bell and a horn and tassels and other crap. And she asks Daisy what she wants. And she says, I'll be happy with whatever I get. And then says, a nice Christmas, you know, with a tree and decorations and stuff. Like, wow. (laughs) <laughs> are there actual children like that out there no they all want toys <laughs> they all want toys they are all like fancy and very Nancy. specific toys too. very everyone else in that line was extremely specific about everyone we see sit on sanda's lap either has a list or has like a you know drafted by a lawyer description of the item that they want so there's no confusion or um fancy nancy brings up a picture that she drew of the bike mm-hmm. i have to kind of wonder having seen this episode if fancy nancy is always insufferable at the beginning of the show and then turns into a basically an adult with adult realizations by the end of the show so kind of like jd and scrubs <laughs> yeah each episode so weird <laughs> this is basically just scrubs with sparkles <laughs> But also Broadway. I mean, there were a couple of... There were the, the two singing episodes? Yeah, that's true. What happened next? Oh, she she talks to Santa, and Santa, like, half implies that maybe she's not on the good list yet, and Nancy has, like, an existential crisis and does not know what to do with herself now that she's... Please let me get on the good list. Please give me another chance, etc. If there's any shot that she's not going to be on that good list, she is just freaking out. Is this one of your discussion questions? Because I wanted to... 
I don't know, mention, talk about, whatever, essentially say that I don't know how I feel about the whole do nice things, get presents concept at Christmas time. I know uh, I've talked to a few other parents who have an issue with that as well. And that's actually part of the reason why you and I, when we were, you know, when Sam was old enough to understand Christmas and Santa, we decided that Santa would bring him one or two gifts, but all the big things and the other stuff is from us because we don't need some fictional person to be like the savior of Christmas. Right. We want all the credit. Right. We bought you these cool (laughs) gifts. Santa got you that like half of a Tonka truck. We got you all the really cool things. And and I feel like we we've been pretty good about not really using Santa as a ploy to get him to behave. But I also say that not having a better answer if you need a way for your kids to behave around the holidays because I know it can be hard. So I don't know. I'm not a fan, but I don't know what to do about it. I wonder if you just got rid of the nice list. If there was only a naughty list. So basically, but what does it mean being on the naughty list? Because there's there's the sentiment that you get nothing if you're naughty, which is just not true. No, no. Regardless. Well, yeah, it's not true. It's it's an idle threat. Right. And it's also like it ignores a lot of the nuance in a child's life and a lot right. of like the situations where they're naughty and they don't realize they're being naughty until halfway through. And or they don't understand what something is naughty or or they don't understand boundaries or. It's just really early in the morning. You don't have patience for them. So right. you're just like, all right, whatever. Brush your teeth. Or you're not on the lawn, not on the good list anymore. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't, again, don't have a solution. Just not the biggest fan. Also, you got are do kids not see the big picture? Because you got to figure <laughs> at some point. They're all going to get together and say, did you get coal? Did you get coal? Did you get coal in your stocking? And realize that literally no one has ever gotten coal in their stocking. And therefore, oh, no. Kids it's are so not dumb. a thing. Did, do, did we figure it out? I didn't. Yeah, I guess. I, did, I never pieced I just, that together. I don't know. I automatically assume that with technology and crap that the kids these days <laughs> are smarter than we were. For no real reason, just... Yeah, I mean, they probably are. Because they have access to other children so they can bounce ideas off each other faster. Like we... And yet, and they what... still haven't figured out the coal thing. <laughs> that we know of. Yeah, that's true, I guess. Our son doesn't have TikTok yet, so he... they may be talking about this on TikTok or no. whatever it is kids are using these days. <laughs> oh my god, we're in our 30s. We should stop <laughs> saying these days. God. And that also implies that I ever knew what kids were doing. Yeah, fair. Which... I also, this is not really related to anything, but wanted to point out that Nancy's dad calls her uh, fans, Nancy Pants? Nancy Pants. Yeah, I think that's cute. Which is an adorable nickname. Yeah. We should start calling Sam Nancy Pants. (laughs) Nah. All right, that's fair. Oh, here's another one. She says, dilemma is fancy for problem. Do you think her friends find her insufferable? Yes. Like, is she the six-year-old no. version of a kid with a word-a-day calendar? Yeah, I changed my mind because uh, <laughs> in the episode, so after she freaks out because she thinks she's not going to be on the nice list, she goes around trying to do nice things <laughs> and yelling at the sky like Santa is God and <laughs> from wherever she is, like, look at this nice thing I'm doing. <laughs> I mean, when you're seven years old, Santa basically is your Did God. you ever do that? 
Yell like, at Santa? Yeah. You know, there were times where I think I was doing things with the knowledge that Santa might be watching and with that kind of like, not shouting, hey, Santa, take a look here, but more just like a, I'm going to do this nice thing because Santa could be watching me right now. Right. Which is weird because we we both grew up in Christian households and yep. it was very common to encourage kids to talk to God like out loud. Mm. And for some reason, Santa, we just assumed he had like CCTV cameras with no audio. Or yeah, something. there's not really a good explanation as to where <laughs> like Santa's not everywhere at all times. But he was, though, probably. He could still be be everywhere at all times. Yeah, you know, we don't know. That's true. Yeah, I never talked to Santa other than when I was at, you know sitting in his lap or or visiting him at a mall or something. Yeah, I don't think I ever did either. But to, to answer your question, I think her friends don't find her insufferable because she's running around trying to find these nice things to do and show Santa that she's a nice girl. Very concerned with doing the nice thing to be on the nice list, not to do the nice thing to be nice because. Of course, she's a child, um, but she goes to see some friends who are building a snowman and they say, oh, you want to do something nice? You can help us decorate our snowman. And she literally like lops the head off. <laughs> yeah, she just like garrots it with the, the scarf that she's trying to put around its neck. Right. And uh, they're, they're like, oh, you know, no problem, Nancy. Don't worry about it. I'm sure you'll find something nice to do. Like she... <laughs> ruined their snowman and they're very sweet to her so i i think they think she's fine so basically nancy is the only person in this world with flaws everyone else is perfect mm -hmm. she's the only one that like is greedy is self-interested is seemingly seemingly from this one episode that we, we have to just extrapolate out based on the data right. that we have yes everyone else she is the only demon in this world of angels maybe this is filmed in canada <laughs> <laughs> she's the she's the one American that's moved into this town yep. that's full of otherwise very nice Canadian Mormons or something. Mm -hmm. And so this whole time that she's walking around, she's picking up in her little red wagon some food for the a canned food for a canned food drive down at the rec center that her mom asked her to pick her up. Mm -hmm. And she doesn't realize this whole time that picking up those canned foods is actually a nice thing to do. Surprise! So this this brought up a thought for me with Santa's nice list. Should you get credit for doing something intentionally to get on the nice list? And question two, should you get credit for doing something nice when you had no idea you were doing something helpful at all? Yes and yes. Really? Because I think, especially with children, it's good to reward being nice regardless of the reason. Because they need to know how to, first of all. Sure, sure. And I think it's, I also think it's great to let them know how nice they're being when they aren't aware, because obviously that could encourage it as well. I say this being, you know, a mom of one, and that's about all the experience I have in anything. That's true. Um, but <laughs> I don't know. I, I feel like encourage the positive. That's always whenever you can, because hopefully that'll help them to do more of it. I don't know. I think they're cheating. These kids. When they're like, I don't know, 10 or 12 or whatever then you can talk about cheating but the fancy nancy age i'm pretty sure is okay, like i yeah. don't know is six i, I, I just seven. i don't know if nancy should get nice list credit for doing something that she didn't even know she was doing that just that just feels like you're just trying you know, we're just trying to get you on the nice list all right here's my question then oh, okay okay in this world is there actually a santa 
well. Because if there's not actually a Santa, then it doesn't matter if she's on the nice list because her parents don't even really necessarily know about this existential crisis and her being worried she wasn't on the list and all that. (laughs) I think this is going to be something that we're going to be hitting on a lot of our Christmas-themed episodes this year is whether or not the Santa and the thing that we just watched is real. Mm. And in this one, it was pretty... There wasn't a lot of Santa magic. Yeah, I think it was it was pretty obvious, especially toward the end, um, that it was meant to be a a normal world, like now, right? Like like here, <laughs> not now. Now no. is not a normal time. No, but but you know, Earth. Yeah, twenty twenty, where Santa is. <laughs> so not like Earth two in no. the Flash <laughs> no. or something like that. Santa is is real in our heads and not in life. Should we put a disclaimer at the beginning of this? Like, don't let kids listen. To, don't let kids who are still under the illusion of Santa listen to this. Yeah, probably. Sorry, kids. Oopsie. I'm hoping they're not listening to this anyway, because I feel like I wouldn't want to listen to people making fun of the shows that I like for an hour. <laughs> That's a good point. <laughs> <laughs> this is meant to be for cynical parents who don't like these shows or who at least, you know, find us kind of funny. So oh, hopefully crossed. it's not children anyway. This is not a kid safe show, y'all. If you didn't figure that out by now, 15 (laughs) hours in, this is not safe for kids. Yes. Nancy realizes that she has been carrying these canned goods around and that they're going to be going to the needy. And that was her nice thing. And she's like, yay, let's go back to the rec center before Santa leaves so that I can ask him if I'm on the nice list now. And her mom obliges for whatever reason, I guess, because she already had to go there to drop off the cans anyway. Um, Fine. You can come with me. So she goes up to Santa he says, yeah, you're on the nice list. Good job. Um, I got to go. Right. And she realizes, like, it clicks in her head that Daisy and her mom are waiting in line for food. And there, there are a couple weird things about this. The first one is not necessarily weird, but the whole moral is now very clear, hopefully, to the children that um, the point is supposed to be that people who are poor don't always have, like, fingerless hobo gloves and holes in their clothes and <laughs> like some dickensian right, street child or which, something let's be real like that's a lot of the depictions especially in cartoons that is what a poor person or animal looks like right yeah oh and um, i'm sure raggedy no haircut like that's that's not what poor people always look like and i'm sure if you're the kind of kid growing up in a neighborhood like fancy nancy's right which seems to be Very a suburban fairly yeah a, an affluent suburban neighborhood you might have that same idea of poor people are cartoonish right and it also i feel like in a way pointed out that needing help doesn't necessarily mean poor or um yeah because they phrased it as like as daisy's family needs help right now right so almost like maybe there's a divorce going on and the mom has no support or something yeah but just that this was this is a a transitory thing that 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 date there's nothing wrong with daisy her family wasn't like broken or something just they have a situation temporarily and then while nancy's talking to santa and and coming to this conclusion um you can hear nancy's mom say to daisy's mom um there now that we have your contact information we'll drop off food as long as you need it so did she have to come to the rec center in person to give her contact information to get delivery yeah and if so why i i'm guessing that that was a way to let 
the kids watching the show know that oh. don't worry, Daisy's still going to get like Daisy's taken care of. She's not going to not have food. Okay. That was that was my guess. That makes a lot more sense. It's out of nowhere. Yeah. That like Nancy's talking to Santa and then it just cuts to Daisy and her mom in line with Nancy's mom and the line about the the contact info and then back to Nancy for no reaction. Right. And that at that point Nancy kind of grows a little bit and says, "You know what? I don't I don't want my bike. I want the, I want uh Daisy and her mom to have what they wanted, which was just a nice Christmas with ornaments and decorations and whatever." And Santa's like, that's super nice of you, Nancy. That's super cool. Good way to think about other people. Christmas magic is all around. And then they go outside. And for some reason, everyone has taken the decorations off their front lawns <laughs> and brought them to the area outside of the rec center. <laughs> some little kid why. has like a gun that's shooting Christmas ornaments onto the tree. That was Jojo. What was that? I don't know, but it's awesome. And why I want can't one. we get a yeah, Why don't we get an <laughs> ornament gun? I would have I would have had more fun helping you decorate that way. I want an ornament gun and I want a Paw Patrol merch gun. Paw Patrol merch, yeah. Oh man, that'd be amazing. So at this point, Daisy, the sweet, lovely girl who is too good for this world, uh, says to Fancy Nancy that she wants to give her something, and she gives her the adorable was once a Santa, <laughs> now a snowflake or whatever ornament. And Daisy says something to the effect of, this is the best part of Christmas, making other people happy. Oh, my God. I love this girl. <laughs> Can I just watch a show about her, please? You just want to watch the show called Daisy's Too Good for This She's World? She's so sweet. I oh. Yeah, she really is. She's Dude, a if, sweet character. I would have gravitated towards someone like that as a kid. Totally. Anyway. Yeah, but we, we didn't have people like that growing we up. We didn't. We just had people sitting on talking about what kind of sweet bikes they were going to get. And then we cut back to Christmas morning at Fancy Nancy's house and they're all having a grand old time and Jojo pops out of a box and yells, pirate ship! And she's got like a, you know, half size pirate ship or something that she's playing with and it's really cute. Yeah, it's amazing. The, the box is huge. <laughs> well, she is inside it. Yeah. So. But for like the size of the pirate ship, it's like 10 times the size of that ship. Yes. And another weird, unnecessary scene it has her dad for half a second just struggling to get the plastic bag open. Yeah. And he's, oh, the plastic. It's probably like waiting to, it, it's stalling to have Nancy have time to go outside and see the bike. Uh, right, because he sends her out. Well, so that's, and this is something that, that bugged me a little bit. It's Christmas morning. Nancy hasn't gotten the bike. She got an art kit. She got a book on how to draw. And she's talking to Jojo about how she's happy with what she got. And then she gets the bike anyways. Yeah, I I don't for for a kid's moral, I guess I get that. Um, but at the same time, if this is supposed to be like a reality based show, the parents already bought the bike. Like, <laughs> like it's already there. They're not gonna not give it to her. I would have liked if she didn't get the bike. Like she was never gonna get the bike. The bike was not a thing she was going to get. But Nancy believes that she gave up her bike to make Daisy's That's true. Christmas better. Yep. Because she gets the bike, and then she decides she's going to give to Daisy anyways. And then she gets to give Daisy. The, so, like, Nancy. I, oh, I I can appreciate what you're saying. I, I can see value in both morals. In both getting something that you were very excited about and thought you deserved and realizing that there might be someone more deserving and then choosing to give it to them. And then also being happy with what you got and it being okay with the fact that you didn't get the thing that you very much wanted. 
I, I just, for me, it feels very like, from her perspective, she's being this savior to Daisy twice with yeah. the same bike. Right. She gives up her gift of the bike to Santa and says, give Daisy a perfect Christmas. Daisy doesn't know that, though. No, Daisy doesn't know that. Um, But Nancy knows that. And she tells Santa, I don't want my bike. Give Daisy the perfect Christmas instead. And then Daisy believes that she got the perfect Christmas because she's right. all happy and all the decorations, whatever. Great. Then Nancy gets the bike and she gives it up a second time for Daisy. Right. Which means Nancy gets to feel good about herself a second time by giving up her bike again to Daisy. I mean... I don't know. It just fe it feels weird to me. Just how many times does Nancy get to feel better about herself by helping Daisy? I think that's okay. Okay. I mean, it's, she's not doing it for any reason other than it's the right thing to do in both occasions. I guess. You guess? I guess. <laughs> so how do you feel about people who give to charity? <laughs> no, no. Do they not, not feel, get to feel good about themselves? No, it's, it's not that. It's just, <laughs> I don't, it just, it, it just feels very like, like. Forced? It feels very like, look how great Nancy is. Nancy gave up her bike, but then she got a bike anyways, but then she gave it up again. Yay for Nancy. Yeah, I don't think I don't think kids would catch on that. No, and, no. And they, I also they're not gonna pick up on that. Right. And I also don't think Nancy is thinking that. Like, look how great I am. Like, no, <laughs> no. It, it it felt it felt very much like that from like the 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 writers or creators of the show. Gotcha. Just like, oh, what a great job. Good for Nancy. Look at what Nancy did. Great job. I mean, if you think about and it And then Nancy found ten dollars on the sidewalk and she gave it to Daisy again. I, if you think about it, under a certain age, you're just dog training. Like <laughs> That's fair. It's just constant accolades for the things that are done well in order to encourage them to do yeah. it again and more and realize that it's important to do things well and do good things. I guess the, it, because Daisy's only real character traits are that she's ungodly sweet and selfless. And needy. Right. She just feels like she kind and of... plain. Yeah. She just... Yeah. And is very plain. She just feels like she kind of exists for Nancy to do good deeds at. Yeah. It may have just been a this episode it, thing, It could too. be. It could be just this episode. I sincerely hope that Daisy exists outside of this episode, but who knows? Yeah. But um, And then, so, Nancy decides to give her bike to Daisy... But she leaves it on the side of the road <laughs> in what looks like a suburb of New York, which yep. I don't know much about city living, but I feel like it's a bad idea, especially because they didn't let Daisy know it was there. No, they didn't go like knock and run or, or Nancy's mom didn't like call and say, hey, bring Daisy outside. Thankfully, they literally come out seconds later and find the bike. But that felt dangerous to me. <laughs> like you were about to lose this bike you were trying to donate to somebody. <laughs> Did you notice that Nancy's car seat was on the wrong side? I don't think there's technically a right or a wrong side. There is a better side. I'm judging her for being oh, okay. on the worse side. I, I did notice that her car seat was still a um, car seat car seat, not a booster seat. So that means that theoretically Nancy is under six. According right? to Wikipedia, she, is, she turned seven over the course of the show. Oh, okay. So at this point, she could be six. She could still be okay. six, yeah. Yeah. So that's interesting. She's very well-spoken. She is. And she speaks good French for yes, a, for a, a six-year-old. Yeah, suburban kid of the age of six. Did you notice how beautiful their house is? Because I did. Of course you did. <laughs> we can't live in the fancy Nancy house. Um, 
I know it is. It is a very nice house. It was very pretty. Yeah. And it looked very well. She at the beginning of the show talks about this time of year being the time when her house gets to be fancy. Even everything's fancy around. Christmas. I mean, the house is already fancy, but okay. Yeah, but Nancy's like used to it. Yeah, sure. So I feel like the moral is pretty obvious, and we talked about that. Um, overall, I think this show is probably somewhere in the middle. I didn't hate it. No, I didn't love it. No, I, Nancy was very grating to me. Nancy is a character. Yeah. She was very, very narcissistic, even for a, for a child show. Sure. And there were times where she felt kind of like aloof and oblivious to the world around her. Mm-hmm. Again, more so than a normal child show. Yep. Like so many other shows, the side characters I found more entertaining. Yeah. Like Jojo was clearly the standout. Yep. Jojo's an amazing child. The show should be about Jojo. Yeah. I would watch a show about Jojo, especially if she wore the elephant hat all the time. <laughs> Is there anything you'd change? Anything you'd do different? Um, I would cut out the song because what the hell was the point of that? <laughs> uh not not the opening because most shows have openings but the the first song that they said after three words of speaking um i don't know i I feel like at this point (laughs) i probably should have called this out before now but we're at a a disadvantage having only seen one episode and not really knowing that much about the full plot line but true but that's this that's what we that's that's what we always do with paw patrol that's what we do with all this yeah so again not not really relevant this time around so i I can't think of anything major that would make me love or hate it more or less. Other than more JoJo. Right. Yeah, more more side characters, which clearly is not the point of the show. So that's a dumb suggestion. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, we, we're acting as, you know, the, the... I would watch the Daisy and JoJo show and they would have Fancy Nancy come around every once in a while to have comedic relief and for them to teach her how to be a better person. See, now that's... That I would watch. Yeah. You just want to see Daisy being an angel on earth uh-huh. and Jojo being super excited and energetic about things in a very cute way with a cute hat. Yep. Yeah, that does actually And then occasionally good. Fancy Nancy being fancy and then being like, okay, Fancy Nancy, we got to teach you how to be a real human. <laughs> we got to teach you to tone it down. Yeah. Use real words every once in a while. Be real nice and stop lady-splaining French to people. <laughs> I think it would be even better if they were living in Canada and she keeps explaining French words to people. <laughs> yes, people we know. People who already speak French. Yes, we know what a baguette is. I was trying to remember how to say that in French, but I can't do it. And you know what? I bet Fancy Nancy can, and I'm a little mad about it. <laughs> I can remember we. That's about it. <laughs> Dang it. Oh, I want to, uh, we almost forgot to say this was recommended to us by uh, our second recommendation from Fierce Mama Llama on the Let's Go to Court Discord. Yes, thank you. Um, we're going to be looking for lots more Christmas uh, episodes that we can watch and review for the podcast. So if you have any suggestions like Fierce Mama Llama, you can reach out to us on Twitter at STIC Podcast, on Instagram yep. at Screen Time is Cancelled with two L's. And our email address is also screentimeiscanceled at gmail.com. We'd love it if you went on iTunes and gave us a five-star review because that helps algorithm juice. I don't I don't really know. Mm, sure. I, I know there's an algorithm involved. If there are places that you could review us and you wouldn't mind reviewing us, that would be very cool. iTunes, Stitcher, Yelp, whatever you got. <laughs> Yelp? Yeah. I, I also said that we're a restaurant. Oh. Screen time is canceled. Deli and baklava. Ooh. Yeah, right. 
I'd eat baklava. Right? And after after like uh, baklava and a Reuben? Oh my God, That's yes. really good. I gotta go. <laughs> I'm hungry. Bye! Bye! Screen Time is Cancelled is written and produced by your host, Andrew and Alan. Our theme music is Winner Winner by Kevin McLeod. This podcast is made possible by listeners like you. Thank you!